Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee Podcast, kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next. This free online business assessment tool enables you to pinpoint your business's vital need. Keep listening for top business tips and advice to help you level up and scale up. Here's your host, Simon Meadows. Hi everyone, it's Simon here again from Sterling Coaching and welcome to today's episode of the Business Success and Coffee podcast. Today I'm joined by Emily and Emily is currently located in what I must say is my favourite city in the world in Toronto and I've had businesses in Toronto for quite some time so we're just comparing notes about how Toronto uh, has changed over the years but Emily is an avid traveller with experience of traveling into 40 plus countries. Wow. Uh, And after years of living and working in four different countries, three continents, uh, several immigrations and several changes in professional directions, she realized that she would like to create a new life chapter full of passion, health and purpose. And that's when she developed the concept of international lifestyle consulting. That's where that came from and her desire to help others work live or retire overseas, enjoying life in the full without compromising health and overall well-being. Now, obviously, we know modern technology gives remote workers and retirees the opportunity to live anywhere around the world. And I know people, even myself, that perhaps work professionally as remote workers, digital nomads. You know, I don't think any of us had even heard that phrase, digital nomads, until about uh, 18 months ago. But we're all very aware of it now as people have you know, been stranded in lockdown. We were talking earlier on, Emily, about Tommy, who introduced you to this podcast. He went to Malta and got stranded there in lockdown, didn't he? And he's decided to stay there now. So, yeah, um, I'm interested in hearing all the different opportunities that you can give to people to experience different lifestyle options, enjoy a new life work balance and learn more about different cultures and people. So welcome to today's podcast, Emily. Hello, Simon. Uh, Hello, everyone who listening to us now. I'm really happy to be part of your podcast and actually speaking with you today. Fantastic. And yeah, it's listeners, you can't see uh, Emily's background because this is audio only, but uh, there's some nice sunny skies in there with it looks like palms there so it it feels like I'm uh, on some kind of overseas location already as I sit here in what is a pretty rainy miserable UK afternoon so nothing unusual for us here Uh, let's get let's get talking about coffee first of all if we can Emily what what coffee are you drinking today and particularly I want you to tell us what you're drinking your coffee out of you know, I'm drinking different kind of coffee based on what location and what place I am. Okay. And telling the truth, I can share with you, I really don't like standard North American coffee okay. because it's actually made out of the uh, lowest grade of coffee. Okay. And I learned it uh, being in a tours in several um countries which have produced coffee, like Costa Rica, Guatemala. I took specific tours to the coffee producing places, plantations. And actually I understood why I don't like uh, North American coffee, but because the best uh, quality of beans actually produced 
somehow not strange for me in you uh, produced over uh, latin america but shipped and purchased uh, to europe uh, germany mm. italy uh, probably uh, uk as well depending yeah. on you know who is buying what that's why uh, i understood why i like italian coffee because okay. Italy is buying the best so, um, kind of coffee. So sure. what I'm buying in Toronto, Italian coffee, meaning packed in Italy, obviously, yeah, it's not yeah. going in Italy, uh, but espresso. Uh, and I do it kind of old passion, I would say, uh, standard Italian way on a small machine. And it's yeah. what I'm drinking. Ah, okay. And tell us what you're drinking it out of, because, you know, again, listeners, you can't see this, but there's something quite unique about what Emily's drinking her coffee out of? Oh, I really like uh, nice china. And yeah. probably it's not coincidence, but for years I, I like uh, British china, British yeah. <laughs> teacup, uh, actually it's a set. So yeah. I'm drinking my coffee, whatever coffee I'm drinking at home from this uh, teacup. Yeah. It's and it's, it, yeah, it's interesting because I... I I, I love my Starbucks, as many listeners know, and I understand what you're saying about the grade of the coffee. Uh, but the uh, I like a coffee which is in in their size called a lungo, so it's, yep. it's it's slightly larger than espresso, but it's not a mug of coffee, and that fits perfectly in a teacup. So I've got a teacup set. Mine's pure white uh, china with a saucer. And that's why I have the lungos. And, and in Italy, that's that's also sometimes the way that they drink it, don't they? In these little small, not quite espresso, but just a little bit bigger than espresso. It's approximately what I do in Toronto. You see such yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, great. <laughs> so you mentioned, obviously, uh, the, the type of coffee and your favourite is Italian. How do you drink your coffee? How do you take your coffee? You know, for years, I was just taking espresso as is, plus sugar. Yep. And only uh, later, over the last years, I, I started to add milk. Okay. Uh, yes, a little bit milk. But for years, it was strong uh, uh, black coffee. Actually, yeah. I uh, you just reminded me, when I lived in the Middle East, uh, I like Turkish coffee, but it's approximately the same style. Turkish, yeah. it was without any milk just strong coffee with sugar yeah yeah and uh, i think sometimes yeah different people have different views on sugar but as i mentioned in many many of these episodes it's about what you actually enjoy drinking it's not drinking it just because that's the way you get told to drink it you drink it because you enjoy it don't you and that's really important sure agree so You've got quite a varied experience there, and you you I shared in your bio there that you have this concept of international lifestyle consulting. What's been the latest or most significant thing that you've worked in in your own business? What what have you been working on? You know what I probably should a little bit roll down, and to tell you that actually this concept was changed during the COVID, because okay. initially it was my small travel company and yeah. the travel passion was the name of my travel company. Okay. And it was my side project as I was working as IT consultant in Toronto for more than 20 years. Okay. But because I always liked travel, I wanted to have something in my life from travel. 
but even uh, working in travel business, uh, I selected uh, some direction which I would say uh, non-standard. Uh, I was working in medical tourism field uh, where I um, developed my connection with Mexico and Costa Rica over the yeah. time. And I launched program looking for retirement places, actually lifestyle discovery tours for North American baby boomers uh, who yeah. are in search of retirement places, uh, traveling to different countries uh, to find what destination might be better for them. And I was very interested in this topic. Uh, so first tour was developed uh, to Mexico and the second to Portugal in Spain. Uh, but over the COVID, actually more than a year ago, when all of our world was actually uh, landed and all businesses were shut down, uh, I found myself in a situation where my main uh, IT consulting was, um, um, like the contract I was working was uh, terminated and yeah. all my plans and tickets uh, to Portugal and Spain uh, were canceled as well. So I was wow. thinking what I can do, how I can utilize, uh, actually leverage my knowledge, my connections in different countries, my personal uh, experience, um, and uh, all what I, the resources I collected so far. Uh, and I noticed uh, it was in June of last year, Americans started to leave uh, United States uh, yeah. for Mexico. At this point, it ah, was okay. the country open and yeah. Americans are leaving to Mexico. But it get, uh, get me to the um, idea. Uh, and actually, I transferred my travel business uh, to international lifestyle consulting uh, because I clearly understand that we are living now in a time of big changes. Mm. Uh, new era it's coming over the old one and we don't know what will be in a couple of years but from my knowledge in history and understanding uh, uh, it was always when uh, time were changing people were looking for different places for work uh, life or retirement yeah and i'm working in this field and i created uh, this company to uh, share the information with people who are looking to work, retire, or live overseas. And I want to dig a little bit more into this because many of the people I speak to have very limiting beliefs on traveling. And I know COVID has not helped this very much with what people believe, but certainly here in the UK, we have very limiting beliefs on where we can live and where we can move to and where we can work. But I just want to just be for the purpose of my notes more than anything else, what was the name of the, the business that you had, the travel business? And then just remind people what the name of the current business is, if you will, just so we get that clear, because I think there's a, there's a lovely shift there that you've made just between the names of the businesses as well. So my travel company name was Travel Passion. Travel yeah. Passion by Emily, and I was working as an independent uh, travel advisor under the a uh, big American uh, travel uh, host corporation. Yep. My current uh, company name is International Lifestyle Consulting. So I actually transfer my travel passion to International Lifestyle Consulting. Uh, at this moment, I'm not uh, promoting uh, any tours and it will be probably on a shelf for some time. 
yeah. nor medical tourism. I'm strictly devoting my time and effort to one-on-one -on -one consultation and yeah. helping people who are looking for a relocation option full-time or part-time step-by-step relocation plan. So international lifestyle consulting, providing information about work, retirement, and living overseas options. And I'm working with certain countries, yep. which I can name now. Yeah, yeah uh, please. In uh, Americas, it's Mexico, uh, Panama, Costa Rica, Belize, uh, Nicaragua, and to be extended. And because some of uh, North Americans, it's my main market, Americans and Canadians prefer Europe, and I'm European myself, I'm happy to offer um, to everyone now who listening to us my connections and my expertise about uh, places to work and retire in Panama, Spain, Italy, and Bulgaria. Actually, okay. I have knowledge in connection in Malta, Greece, and some other countries. But as of today, my main destination yeah. is the countries I mentioned. And actually, it can be found on my website. But we will speak about it yeah, later. Yeah. yeah. So when I saw the, the, you know, the request for the podcast and the instruction from Tommy, I was intrigued. And in I took a look at your LinkedIn profile as well. Because... Many, many years ago, as I've mentioned, I've had businesses in Canada for quite some time. And my plan was to buy a, a home to retire to and to move into just outside Calgary. Um, and that was the plan. And we found a property and the prices were ridiculously you know, good, good value. But the biggest problem that gets in the way, it got in the way of me, was that it felt too permanent. And it felt very difficult that we got to uh, emigrate. We've got to fill out all the forms. We've got to hit all the, the check boxes on the list. We've got horses that we had to leave at home. And, yeah, I've become a lot more open and met a lot more people nowadays who don't see it as a permanent, that do move from country to country. Uh, you know, I've had a couple of friends that have been working, as you say, digital nomads, where they've spent six to eight months in the Canary Islands, and then they've gone somewhere else, because there are so many different options. You don't have to sell up in one place and buy and invest in a property in another place. I mean, obviously, some people do do that, but there are so many different options. What would you say to those people who, like me, only see one option just just what would you say to us and what other options are available to people and i know this could go on for hours and hours and hours but just give us a little bit of an oversight of what the options are and what would you say to those people who are just not doing it at the moment because they only see that one option of a permanent move so obviously these days there are more than one options mm. and depending on what you are looking for what is your or your family situation here I am advising, sharing information about the different places. Yeah. So it can be part-time um, relocation. It can be full-time. And uh, again, uh, over the last year, uh, many countries, I would say, um, issued special digital nomad visa in Caribbean, yeah. 
uh, as well as in other parts of the world, trying to attract professionals, uh, giving some taxation reliefs, you know, some other incentives. So uh, there are different options, but it again depends what you're looking for. And I understand that at different age, we have different priorities. Uh, so sometime it might be a place to retire or place to, to spend your vacation. Uh, but what is very important to consider, and it, it's a trend that I'm following in, we will see how the immigration uh, rules uh, would be developing, you know, um, over the yeah. last year uh, and, and next years even, uh, because like, uh, I'm sorry, but the uh, UK uh, became uh, not European country from the legal perspective. Now Correct. you became, <laughs> as well as us, uh, living uh, um, out of US, uh, you have only three months um, official time to spend in Europe if you um, consider to work over there. If you see yourself uh, and wish to spend more time, here the immigration process should start. But again, every country and why I selected this particular Portugal, Spain, uh, Italy and Bulgaria, they actually uh, offer different lifestyle and there's different uh, visa uh, direction, uh, okay. different visa yeah. types, which might uh, satisfy different needs for people who look for kind of permanent uh, place to be and for people who looking just for, you know, but even up to six months, you need to go through some visa process. I mean, yeah. in Europe, Latin America, it's a different um, story, but it, it all depends on country. Yeah. And I think that's something, listeners, that probably we won't have actually picked up on in the past and probably aren't aware of that. You know, we think every country is the same and very often we judge our travel by what our own countries allow, don't we? Um, so we think we live in the UK, so everybody has immigration like we have in the UK, but that's not the case from what you're saying. Every country, you know, has their own style. And I didn't realise that Italy, for example, you'd think that would have European standards. You wouldn't think that they would have their own standard of, you know, of, of who they accept and how long they can accept people for. So it's interesting to hear that things vary so much. Uh, I would say even over the years, uh, UK rules are changing and yeah. Canadian rules are changing. They yeah. change every year. And yeah. I know even recent changes uh, in UK in regards to remote workers, but we will not go to this uh, topic now because uh, based on the need, current need and current needs, uh, by the way, in North America as well as in UK, lack of professional um, sources, employees yeah. who might satisfy some industry. Uh, so yeah. immigration rules and government rules actually adjusting. So yeah. there is a change in every country. And obviously, uh, uh, Portugal, Spain, Italy and Bulgaria, even being part of the same union and Schengen zone, they have different rules. Uh, yeah. in regards to immigration. Interesting, interesting. I'm going to ask a couple of sort of deeper questions on this because you know many of the guests on this podcast have been coaches and consultants, and I've been a coach now since 2009. And yeah, I, I can literally work from almost anywhere in the world. So it's you know it's looking more more and more attractive for me as I've seen friends do it. You know, work remotely from anywhere in the world. Are there any 
countries that welcome that that uh, professional of coach or consultant you know business advisors business coaches business consultants are there any countries that you can give the listeners a little bit of an insight to because many of the listeners will be probably coaches or consultants any any hot areas where you think yeah they're particularly interested in getting those kind of people there you know what i will turn um, the question a little bit uh, different way yeah, you can please. do the same work you're doing now living in portugal or malta yeah, you yeah can definitely. Work. the only thing you need is actually internet and uh, <laughs> <a good laughs> reliable internet and place uh, of ch- your choice to be but you can continue work uh, for the same public or develop new market at the same time by the way malta it's uh, english speaking island so you have chances to find some uh, additional um, you know followers or uh, yeah. business uh, relationship in, in this place uh, but please remember that uh, different countries, there is different uh, language spoken. And yeah. I don't know if you speak different languages, you can attract uh, uh, and you can consult. And uh, what is the beauty of our days? You can be in uh, Toronto and actually uh, consult somebody over the Asia. The only yeah. limitation is a time zone. And yeah, good correct. internet connection. So yeah. uh, that's why this lifestyle became so attractive to many people. Uh, when remote workers, it's like I defined this group over the uh, digital nomads uh, for yeah. some reason. Uh, but like you can do if you have online work, uh, uh, if you're a freelancer, IT consultant or coach, uh, actually uh, you can uh, live, work independent continue to work, you know, yeah. with your existing or new um, target auditory. Yeah, 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 exactly. The The other thing that you mentioned in your bio that I, I didn't read out because I wanted to pull some of the information out, one of the other reasons that perhaps prevents people from uh, having the lifestyle, and I want to go back to the, you know, having a passion for travel. I've always been a passionate traveler, yeah, always. Uh, and having a lifestyle is very important to me as well. And where I live with the horses and the sheep at home is very important to me from a lifestyle point of view. And I'd love to expand that lifestyle to other parts of the world. But one of the things that, you know, just gets in the way of, of people very often is medical treatment. So I turned 50 just three years ago and had to have a hip replaced because I've got quite a lot of arthritis. I'd had a bad back for quite some time. Turned out it was never a bad back. It was actually, um, you know, dodgy hip. So I had to have my hip replaced. Having something like that when you're overseas can be quite a worry. And as we get older, you said about different ages, we do have to think not just about retirement and work. We have to think about our medical needs, don't we, as well? Do you see that having impact on people and how they uh, have this lifestyle that you want to consult them on? Obviously, uh, as I mentioned before, uh, I was dealing with research in medical tourism for years prior mm. to, and I fully understand that, uh, um, you know, medical consideration, it's actually one is the driving force for Americans, uh, I mean, uh, citizen of United States to look yeah. for the different location, cost of living and cost of medical bills 
And actually, people are not satisfied with medical system in some countries, we would say. Uh, that's why I selected countries uh, which are known uh, for um, reliable uh, medical system. And okay. actually, uh, Portugal and Spain are good examples in this regard, as well as Italy and in Bulgaria. And that's why actually I'm offering countries with a good climate, uh, I would say, for people hmm. with arthritis, uh, for people yes. uh, actually with different, um, you know, issues, health issues. But again, here I'm consulting as well. In my questionnaire, which I developed, there is a section about medical condition, uh, right. which I'm asking people to share with me. And uh, based on uh, the um, answers, I am advising, you know, one or maybe other region uh, of the country we selected. Yeah. And if there is some condition, I'm really looking for the place uh, with, uh, you know, good hospital nearby or with good medical infrastructure. So yeah. in Europe, it's kind of a uh, less uh, issue, I mean, to find this yeah. place. Uh, but probably not many people know, but Mexican medical system is good. Uh, yeah. Panamian Mexican system is good, but you need to know the places. So yeah. that's why I'm, a, I'm actually taking over all my knowledge and I do research, additional research based on particular situation. Yeah. And that's good to know that there are, again, great medical systems out there. I suppose the thing that stops a lot of us here in the UK um, thinking about this is because we don't pay for our medical treatment you know we have our nhs we're not used as people we're not used to having insurance i have medical insurance because uh you know i like to get back to work quickly but when people don't have medical insurance and they're not used to that going to another country obviously where they have got to pay for their medical bills you know my my hip replacement if i'd have paid for it here in the uk it would have been twenty thousand pounds so about sort of thirty thousand dollars perhaps twenty seven thousand dollars um I've got no insurance for that. So uh, I'm not used to paying insurance. Does that have an impact as well? The way that different people look at paying for their medical treatment? Obviously, there is a big difference in Canadians and Americans in this regard, because oh, we right. are Canadians the same as you in the UK. Uh, we used to rely on our kind of free government medical system, which yeah. became kind of less good over the years. The yeah. same as in UK, yeah. and I understand why, because it's free. So what uh, uh, Canadians prefer to do, and what I can suggest you, uh, like part-time relocation. So you keep your residency in UK, and yeah. you spend the rest of the year, just you need to be you know, sure that you do all yeah. legally. I mean, not more than 186 days um, you spend in other places of the world. So what... Uh, Canadians do, and probably the same would be fair for uh, British people uh, at winter or in a rainy season to relocate to the area where sun and dry climate is uh, mostly, you know, feature of every day. Um, and um, obviously you need to have uh, your uh, medical insurance in other place, but in yeah. case or, you know, of a bigger problem, you still keep your residency in UK and medical care. Yeah, yeah. But 
there is one caveat or maybe advantage <laughs> that you might have. Uh, for example, in uh, Portugal, um, if you became a resident of the country, you have free access to uh, Portuguese uh, medical care. So if you would go mm -hmm. this kind of immigration rule, so the rest of the time uh, you, you get your uh, health care as well as a uh, Portuguese. Yeah. If you became a resident of uh, Portugal, uh, in Spain, you need to pay a little bit, but it's a very yeah. good uh, medical care. So by the way, some people are moving to these countries because of medical care, because yeah, yeah. it's more True. affordable, like for Americans, or because yeah. it's better. Yeah, yeah. And I think you're just giving us a great example, Emily, here of why we need a consultant. You know, uh, yes. just as we do with our business, if, if we're going to create a business that we want, we get a great coach, we get a great business consultant. If we're going to create a lifestyle that we want and we want to do that internationally, yeah, now I can see. I was a little bit unsure when I first saw your profile, but okay, where, where will this go? But I can see now the difference that would make for me and the confidence to move internationally, as you say, I, I don't think now, now that I've got to the age that I have, when I was 30, I wanted to live in Canada full time. When you've been in Canada for a long while, you know this in Toronto, the winters are very harsh. You know, when, when you're in Calgary in, in winter and you're in Saskatoon and areas like that, you know, they can be very harsh and it's very hard to do business in there. So I think more people are having this, lifestyle balance of you know living in different places depending upon what they need and you're absolutely right you know yeah the warm weather would be so much better for my hip definitely <laughs> and the activity the active lifestyle would be different because some countries actually are more active aren't they as well that's the other thing exactly because uh, it depends on climate uh, speaking about calgary and our poor alberta like over the last years not in the best economical uh, uh, stage and I would say I just see a lot of uh, Albertans from Calgary and Edmonton moving to Mexico, moving yeah. to other places, because let's face the reality. If there is no job, economical situation is not good, and uh, you know, a high cost of living, high taxation, uh, so why to spend time in a place uh, when you feel kind of miserable in addition at winter time, like I am, why not to spend the time in other place where cost of living is just fraction of Canadian and probably UK and enjoy active lifestyle? Because yeah. like I would say the best recipe to be active and to be healthy, to live in a good climate and be yeah. more understand that, you know, with the, as we aging, we more appreciate this uh, opportunity. That's why actually the first um, group I'm working with and for are baby boomers or retirees or people who now considering what options do we have, you know, yeah. taking all in consideration cost of living, taxation, climate, medical yeah. health. Yeah. And, uh, but I can tell it's not for everyone. I mean, yeah. not every person uh, would um, uh, prosper in new situation. And here I'm coming as well, um, having my uh, personal experience of several immigrations from different cultures uh, yeah. and different countries, uh, because I believe I can identify the problem and I can uh, advise when it's needed.
Yeah, yeah, and I think you, you've you've mentioned something there that's very important. It's culture, isn't it? Because you know, if you're going to move from the UK to Dubai, for example, I've got a few friends that live in Dubai and in the Middle East. The culture is very different, and what you can do and how you can expect to live your life is is sometimes very, very different to how you can where you come from. So, just just to ask a, a question before we move on, traveling. Um, passion was your business and then you've turned it into international lifestyle uh, consultant what has been the the biggest benefit for you what's been the impact on you what what changes have you seen uh actually it's uh, um, i think it expanded my uh business reach yep. uh because i realized that travel uh would be down and actually not the business for years to come yeah. and I was always looking um, how I can help people and yeah. I believe that whatever I'm doing and value I bring to people uh, is um, more unique and needed rather than just to be travel advisor which I'm advising as well um, as a, one of the services I'm uh, providing along the road uh, but uh, even opportunity to meet different people and to speak uh, yeah. with different continents at the time we spent now today and right. share my knowledge and get different perspective and connect with uh, people working in different countries. Uh, I can tell you that over the last year, I developed more connections and my network, business network expanded. Um, yeah. So, uh, and I feel that uh, it's actually new, unique niche, which um, I maybe just launched. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm not naming myself coach, more as a consultant. Uh, yeah. I'm ready and I already um, produced a couple of webinars uh, and actually to provide information in different format uh, for people uh, who looking for this lifestyle and some people don't know that I exist and some people might be you know considering some option but they don't know where to start from so yeah. here I am with my services and my offers and it sounds that yeah even though you're calling yourself a consultant um, it seems to me that that passion is still there in this business as well obviously so, yeah otherwise yeah. I would be not doing it so yeah. as I say, my travel passion just transferred under the, a different name. And it's not about travel. By the way, being avid traveler and being uh, immigrant with experience, yeah, there is a big different. difference between traveling and actual life in a new country. Even you living part-time. It's yeah. a different consideration. It's a different actually lifestyle because as the travelers, we have uh, one outlook, one perception. When we are living as part of the new culture or community, we need to develop different skills. Yeah, and that's that's interesting. And I'll share a very quick story, if I may, because this this probably fits into one of the final questions I want to ask you. But um, I, I won a holiday to going a villa uh, of a friend of mine at an auction. And we went to this villa. I won't say where it is because somebody might be listening from that town. But we went to this villa uh, in a very hot climate. And we went into local town to get some groceries. And we met people. It was a Spanish-speaking country. We met people in the 
grocery store who were from the UK and they said, oh, I see you're from the UK, just arrived. Yes, we have. Uh, oh, it's lovely here, but the people are awful. She says, the people around here are awful. I said, all right. She says, yeah, we stick together. She says, tonight you want to come up to the Wagon and Horses pub. We've got a pub up the road. Come to that. Uh, uh, and she says, look, I'll show you what I mean. And this lady walked up to the checkout. She didn't try to speak any of the language. She looked down at the person on the checkout counter, was quite, I thought, quite rude to this person. The person just completely shut down and turned off from her. And then she, as she walked away, she, see, she said, see, I told you, ignorant. So I was in the queue behind. So I went into the till. Uh, I tried speaking a little bit of Spanish. So I did the you know, typical, hello, how are you? Uh, and this checkout lady's face lit up. She helped me. She tried speaking some English to me. And she was so pleasant, so friendly. And my wife at the time, we went to the side of a checkout and she says, well, she was really nice to you, wasn't she? She says, that she wasn't ignorant at all. And then I saw, I'm, I'm going to just move the story on a little bit. We then saw a friend of mine who, who had this villa, who lived somewhere else in the town. And he knew everybody in the town. We went out for a night out with him. He went to all the sports bars. He got friends. He was joking. He was laughing. He'd learned the language. His kids went to the local school. And he'd immersed himself in the culture of that town. And he was thriving. These other people that had moved out there in isolation hadn't embraced the culture. They hadn't embraced the, the people, the, the, the lifestyle at all, where my friend had, and he's still out there now, and he loves it. So there's, as you say, there's something quite significant there of the choices that you have when you actually do move out somewhere as well, isn't there? And getting good advice, that something that suits you. These people had moved somewhere where they wanted the sun but they wanted a sunny version of the UK. They didn't want to move to this particular country. So it's a problem of the people, and I'm speaking about it as well. So yeah. when you're coming to a different country, you should remember that you are guest in this country. Absolutely. You should try to fit and not to demand special attention to you. Oh. It's what some, you know, people consider. And if you're trying your best, meaning even speaking broken a local language, if you're <laughs> smiling, if you uh, really, um, you know, display that you are open to communicate with people, uh, they will, uh, you know, respond to you differently. Obviously, you need to be vigilant. You need to know, you know, yeah. what place you're going. Uh, and I would never recommend people to go to the area which is compromised by, you know, some local activities. Even local people, you, if you're friendly with them, they will warn you. They will give you advices. Correct. But I understand the main one of the problems is here. It's lack of language. And, and it's issue, lack of, uh, I mean, common language. And yeah. if people don't speak English, it doesn't mean that they are ignorant. Uh, like in your case, lady actually yeah. was speaking some English. Uh, but uh, uh, understanding all the difficulties uh, people might find in a new country, actually, I'm looking for expat communities. What yeah. I am uh, researching for years, because I understand how hard at the beginning 
uh, coming to new place to be adapted to the new way of living. Um, I am uh, advising um, for many people to be part of expat community, meaning uh, the same immigrants uh, yeah. which come already to this place and they might be from different countries, but speaking English. So yeah. in this case, I'm speaking about English speaking community. In yeah. Mexico, there is a lot of expat community. In Portugal, in, in Spain, you probably know there's a lot yeah. of uh, British uh, and um, Scandinavian people and you can share uh, language at least. But yeah. after then, it's up to you. Like if you, <laughs> after some time, gaining you know confidence in this place and culture, coming out of your shell, or shell of your community. And if you're curious enough to learn from other people in culture, or you yeah. still prefer to be in uh, your shell. And by the way, it was the main reason I was creating discovery lifestyle tool for people because I understood how hard it might be for some people. So I was saying, come, look, go to the local bars. What is yes. lifestyle tool about? Go to the yes. local stores, feel how you... Um, how you can manage it, but be open, be open. Yeah. Like one person like you would be considering, and I'm as well, it's a nice story. It's nice opportunity to learn something new, to be yeah. part of some new environment. But if you really feel, um, you know, uh, some people might feel stressful, okay. So your place might be only in expat English-speaking community. By the way, even over there, people might have problems. So yeah. it's not for everyone. Yeah. No. You should have really adventurous soul, you know, and curious yeah. mind. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I'm, I'm going to ask one question before we, we go on to the, the sort of the final sort of coffee question. Uh, and if with all of this, uh, if you were to give the listeners one thing to take away uh, for those that are thinking about either uh, working internationally, you know, by moving to different countries, perhaps changing their lifestyle to be more of that remote working or digital nomad. Anybody who's listening to this, you've given us some amazing uh, insights into into this, and you've certainly opened my eyes, and you've you've uh, you've made me think about it a little bit. You and I are going to have a conversation in probably a couple of years' time. Trust me. Um, but when I've got rid of the horses and the sheep, that is. But when it comes to what the the listeners can do, what what one thing would you tell them? What where where should they start? Uh, I can tell that actually, even you considering to retire or change your lifestyle in a couple of years, you need to start in advance because mm. there is a, a time to prepare yourself your mindset, your papers, your financial affairs, your business affairs. It's actually what I'm preaching. And it's uh, that's why my step-by-step -step plan uh, is developing, uh, helping people uh, to, to get through this uh, uh, period, to be better prepared. The better you prepare in advance, the better you might feel later. It's I cannot say that it will eliminate every, you know, issues you might have in the future because nobody knows the future. But what we can be definite about, there will be a lot of changes. There are yeah. already changes in our world yeah. and there will be no changes, but be open to it as a, you know, a positive opportunity to learn something new, to see new places, to get new experience, 
when you get from this mindset point of view, you know, you get different results. So, you yeah. know, now you can take your business with you. Uh, you, but you need to learn steps how to do it legally, how not okay. to lose your medical uh, care back home, how not to lose your residency. And again, I'm not working alone. I would like it to be clear. Yeah. Uh, I'm just providing the first kind of uh, layer of information. But what I do, I connect people with professionals, with lawyers, with financial yeah. With people who would assure that all is done according to the rules right. of this or other country or the best way of, uh, um, you know, living in this country might be selected. So yeah. I'm just uh, yeah. consulting and providing the information to uh, come down to the country from lifestyle perspective, because yeah. I think lifestyle perspective, it's very important. Yeah absolutely amazing what you just said there and so important it's good to know that you're connecting people as well because the last thing you want to do is you know i'll, I'll be able to get my pension soon and last thing i want to do is move to a country where i then can't access that pension so uh, yeah definitely get the people involved how do people connect with you how can people find out more about how they can start with you um how can they connect with you websites you know just give us some details please uh, thank you. And the best way to connect with me uh, to go to my website, which is very uh, simple, emilybronaltogether.com, uh, E-M-I-L-Y-B-R-O-N, emilybron.com. And actually, you can get already answers to many questions uh, yes. reading my website. You see destination countries I'm working with. Uh, you have um, connections to the social media. And you can find me in LinkedIn under the Emily Braun, in uh, Facebook under the International Lifestyle Consulting. And by the yeah. way, I created a Facebook private group, Coffee yeah. Chat with Emily. It's oh, there you go. <laughs> Coffee Chat with Emily, specifically for the purpose uh, to come together and for people who are looking for information uh, in this regards, I will share, I already sharing you know, articles, uh, uh, statistics. Uh, so there is coffee chat with Emily in LinkedIn. There is yeah. coffee chat with Emily in Facebook. I'm on Instagram. And, uh, oh, uh, there is a YouTube channel, um, my YouTube channel, which I will be developing uh, with my future uh, planned uh, travels as well. And actually, one of my ideas to open several more Eastern European destinations for North Americans and maybe for people from UK as well, like Bulgaria, Montenegro. It's a very interesting place where yeah. many Americans and British, uh, you know, finding um, excellent lifestyle. Uh, so there is a lot of opportunities. And I am following all news in this regard and yeah. advising based on uh my daily research great, great so you've got all the links there listeners uh go to the website i think is probably the main one uh and then search on social media i think if, from what you've said emily if you search for uh coffee chat with emily on linkedin facebook you're going to find you and of course the website is as i mentioned emilybron.com final question then for you emily if yeah. you were to have now this is very relevant for you if you were to have your next coffee, your next Italian coffee, in a dream location, 
where would that dream location be for somebody who's traveled so much? Uh, where would your dream location be? Either somewhere in the future that you've not been to or somewhere you've been that you would love to go back to. You know what? For Italian coffee, I would go to Italy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm planning, and I'm actually planning, I just don't know how it's going to work, uh, to be in end of September in Tuscany. Ah, okay. So if it's going to work, I will be drinking this Italian coffee in Tuscany. Yeah. Um, in Firenze and from Italy I'm planning to go to Bulgaria in Montenegro there is yeah. my plan for now so yeah. I try local uh, coffee in Montenegro as yeah. well yeah well it's interesting the person who was on the podcast who's gonna be on a podcast prior to this uh, he was actually in Tuscany and drinking Italian coffee so she was living your dream location there yeah, I think her name was uh, Sylvia, Sylvia de Corso. And she was drinking your coffee in your place of Tuscany. So, uh, yeah, who knew? We can share coffee and yeah. with you even, being yeah. in Tuscany or any other. Yeah. yeah, I'm coming to Italy next year. I've got a wedding to go to next year, which has been put off. So, But thank you, Emily, for being on the podcast. You've given us some uh, huge amounts of content. I know people listening to this will be thinking, about many of the different aspects of where they can work, where they can live, the kind of lifestyle that they want. And listeners, I encourage you to reach out to, to Emily. EmilyBron.com is a website to go to, uh, connect with her, digest the content, and you know, get that lifestyle, that international lifestyle that you want, and get great consultation on that from, from Emily. Thank you very much for sharing your time today, Emily. And uh, you know, it's great to speak to somebody in Toronto as well. Thank you. Thank you for this time and conversation. And uh, you can find me online because I don't know where I will be living, by the way, in a year or two. I'm myself considering the move, but international lifestyle consulting is in a Google. So Google international yep. lifestyle consulting. And that's really important, listeners. And I think something that's something we can be aware of and we can be better educated on is walk the walk. Yeah, why would you get any kind of help with your life or from your business from somebody who hasn't done it themselves. And there you've heard it from Emily. You know, not only has she done it in the past, she's going to carry on doing it as well. So get some great advice from somebody who's been there, done that and keeps doing it. Um, as always, listeners, this is part of my mission to help you not only be aware, better educated, but almost always to be accountable. So do something with what you've heard today search for Emily, consider your lifestyle. And she gave me a real good tip there. You know, I said I was going to speak to you in a couple of years. Don't be like me. I'm going to get ahead of it now. Be prepared. If you're thinking about doing something in a couple of years time, start working like right now. Yeah. And that's, I've put there my little post-it note, start now, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Now's the time to do it. And I look forward to having you on the next podcast. Bye for now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, if you'd like any help and support with your business, do get in touch with Simon. And to discover what your business needs you to fix next, visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com. Please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show too. Thank you. Thank you.